Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 78, Where To Next. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Naomi as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm excited to chat with you, Alex. I'm excited as well. It's uh, I just came back from soccer practice, so I, I'm pumped up with the energy, so we can make this interview great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready. Alright, so before we jump into Naomi's hobby, we want to learn more about Naomi as a whole. Who is this amazing person we're talking to right now? So who is Naomi? Well... I, you know, I always like to start with my parents' story. I mean, my parents came to Canada about 27 years ago, and they left um, Ethiopia during an interesting time and came to Toronto and, you know, a couple years later had me. And as soon as they had me, they moved over to Ottawa and we, you know, raised a family here. So it was, you know, I'm the proud daughter of two immigrant parents and, you know, I think that's really enlightened and guided my path here when it comes to the projects that I work on, my community building efforts and um, the work that I do when it comes to, you know, elevating and uplifting people of color. And so for me, Naomi, I really love to build relationships and connect with like-minded people, you know, folks who are creative, who are interested in building things that matter. Um, I'm currently 22 and I'm driven to help people uncover their truth and stand in their power. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I started the Power of Why podcast, which is I think the reason why you found me, Alex. <laughs> um, and I interview leaders about their why and the fulfillment that comes with, you know, living life on purpose and with purpose. Um, and recently I started speaking at events and, you know, with my company that I started with my co-founder, um, our vision is really to make the future of work inclusive. So we do educational programming and we do community building events for this for this reason. You know what? We're going to be best friends. I have the same type of energy and I love how you take the approach, just getting people together. And of course, immigration, like my family is yeah. composed of immigrants and it's always great to bring different cultures and different experiences in because everybody has something different to offer. And I feel like you have a lot to offer since you have your company, you connected with a lot of people and you have a podcast. So you're a professional at this. Uh, you should be running my podcast right now, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You're doing a fantastic job. You're doing a fantastic job. So speaking about all those companies and all the projects you're working on, do you have any social media links you would like to share? Because you have your podcast. I'm sure you have Instagram, Twitter, anything else. Yeah, sure. So I really like to have and I encourage everyone to have an online home. So for me, that's that's a website. Um, folks, you can find me at NaomiHaila.com. It's N-A-O-M-I-H-A-I-L-E.com. And I'm going to be starting a newsletter, like an email newsletter in the new year. I'm not too sure when this episode is going up, but January 2020, I'll have an email newsletter where you can keep updated with different events that are going on in the city, um, resources to help you grow your business and your personal life. And yes, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me everywhere at Naomi Hyla. Perfect. I'll put that in the description below. And to answer your question, this episode is going to come out in probably March. I record way ahead of schedule. So Beautiful. that's good news because people will have a lot of newsletter to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Perfect. So we got all of that and you guys have a lot of resources to learn more about Naomi. But now it's time to talk about Naomi's passion, which is traveling. So how did you get introduced to traveling? You know, it was in 2016 when I caught the travel bug. I, I, I traveled to Bergen, 
And I was there for about six weeks on international study exchange. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Bergen is a very small city on the west coast of Norway, uh, which is beautifully surrounded by seven mountains. And so you can imagine a lot of the activities that we did, like after classes, was go on hikes with all the other exchange students um, and different locals. And, you know, before this, I had traveled across Canada and even frequented my, you know, my roots in Ethiopia. But this was the very first time that I was traveling alone. I was, I think, 18 or 19. And I had the opportunity to go somewhere different, right? And so this was completely outside of my comfort zone, beyond what I knew at that age. And that was when things really shifted for me. What was the thing that actually pushed you to go? Was it something like a pamphlet, a really well-designed pamphlet, or a friend who would kind of encourage you to do it, or family, or anybody else? I was quite involved in school, so I had a chance to meet people from different walks of life. And, you know, being part of student-led organizations and different programs, um, I actually, like, international exchange, studying abroad, for some, for whatever reason, wasn't on my radar at all. But, you know, someone, I can't remember who, someone brought it to my attention that um, Norway had a fantastic summer program in Bergen that I should definitely apply to. And so I, yeah, I went down to, um, I went to the University of Ottawa at Telfer, which is the business school. And I went down and I like grabbed the pamphlets because there's so much information as to, you know, different opportunities that are going on. So I made sure that I was well informed before I talked to my parents about it. And as you can imagine, Alex, my parents are like, <laughs> tra- tra- study travel, like going to Norway, like across the ocean. Are you kidding me? And so it took like, it took a couple of weeks to, to convince them that this would be a good idea. And um, after I gathered all this information and really communicated the benefit of traveling while I was in school to them, it almost became their idea. They're like, at that point, they were pushing me to go, right? They're like, okay, Naomi, like, make this happen. Make sure that you have enough money that you're settled and and go, like, go for it. So, Would you say that this uh, trip or this exchange was your first step to true independence? As in like, you know what, this is my first step into adulthood. That's interesting. When the trip came about, it was like, it was June 2016. And I didn't really see it as a, yes, I was going alone. But I also had the backing of the school as well and the other exchange students that were heading off with me. And so, you know, when it came to feeling independent or, you know, this is something that I was embarking on, I would say that it was stronger when I was starting university because I, you know, I finished school, high school on the Quebec side and uh, we finished in grade 11. So, you know, as opposed to most of the provinces in Canada, which you graduate in grade 12, you know, I was finishing at, I was like 16 years old and I decided that I didn't that I wanted to go directly to university. And so I felt like that was more of an independent jump rather than, you know, me going to Norway. But I think it really sunk in when I was there. Um, Because I think when you're staying anywhere for an extended period of time, you you really get to know the city and you're buying groceries on your own. (laughs) And so, no, it didn't feel like it was the first time. But uh, I think it definitely got more real when I was physically there. Yeah. Speaking about making it feel real, did you have did the culture shock have a big impact on you or you were pretty much well prepared with only little things that you were like, oh, cool. Yeah. Norway is very. Have you been to Norway before, Alex? I have not, but I have lived in France for four months for work. France is beautiful. I haven't been to France, but it looks beautiful. So culture shock me, you know, predominantly, I think it was around from a Canadian, like in comparison to a Canadian context. Um, it was around how family-oriented Norwegians were. 
they work hard, but they don't work like long hours like Canadians and Americans do. And so there isn't, there was, there's so much more emphasis on family and like being with your loved ones and um, hiking. Like I mentioned, you were surrounded by mountains, like everywhere that you would go, you would see families and friends just spending a lot of quality time together. And so that was interesting for me. And also another interesting thing was that on Sundays, everything would be closed. And so I know that was something that we moved away from here. But on that end, in terms of adapting, um, yes, the more the family orientation of people was something that I really admired. Yeah. You know what? We should bring that like family oriented thing back in Canada, because I also know, I think I can't remember which mm -hmm. country in Europe it was, but they're starting to do four day work weeks. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think a company, I can't remember which technology company, but they're trying it. I think it's in Germany specifically. They have gone down to four uh, four day work weeks to see what productive productivity levels are going to be like with their employees. And so, yeah, if you can somehow make that happen here, <laughs> Alex, I, I would be very delighted. If, if it's just me. OK, so, yeah, this podcast objective right now is to make sure that we all all of Canadians get four day work weeks and Sunday. Everything okay. is closed, even hospitals. Okay. I'm kidding. Not hospitals. But I mean, <laughs> yes. So we need more family time, more community time, more time. So Naomi and I can talk on this podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But back to traveling, uh, for you, well, on a personal level, what would you say is the best part about traveling? Okay, this is hard. <laughs> the, best, the best part about traveling, I would say, okay, two things. First, uh, the people, really, and the opportunity to stretch yourself. Hands down, like, new, it's a new environment, different surroundings. The food is different, you know, the ambiance is new. And it's that connection that you get to experience with with people who maybe have different beliefs than you, who, you know, run with different cultural norms. And I think that comes with, you know, with being at all these different intersections, right? Because I'm, you know, for me personally, like I'm an Ethiopian who was born in Canada, grew up here, and I'm in a completely different country. And so there's so many worlds colliding there. And, you know, the best part is that you get to learn from from locals, right? about their culture and and how people live across the world. I, that's what I found most most fascinating. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's a little culture shock, but it's like in a good way. You get to just embrace everything. It's that, that expression, when in Rome, do as the Romans, or when in whatever country you're in, do as whatever <laughs> they do. It's, yeah. it's a chance to learn and gather more information, and it actually helps you become more wise. And I feel like you're pretty wise, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, in my book, you're pretty wise. <laughs> you know what it is? I, I surround myself with people who are better than me in like every aspect, who like have more knowledge and more experience. And I think, you know, we're all sponges. We soak in so much information. And that's how I've been able to learn so quickly, I think. It's because I'm not, I'm not scared of surrounding myself with different people. And in fact, like I, I search for that. I really, I run towards it. Man, I feel like I'm just talking to myself right now. That's <laughs> a little narcissistic right there. But yeah, uh, but yes, back to uh, the countries. We haven't, we haven't really touched this yet, but where have you been? Mm -hmm. So Ethiopia for one, like I've been three times, um, although I haven't been the past 10 years. So that's definitely on my list. I've been to Amsterdam, which is in the Netherlands. I've been to Stockholm, Sweden. I've been to Bergen, Norway. Copenhagen, which is in Denmark, uh, London, UK, which I, it was probably one of my favorite places to be. 
and then a few spots in the U.S. So I hadn't before 2019, I hadn't at all frequented the U.S., even though we share a freaking border. <laughs> um, and so this year I had my main travels were actually to the U.S. So I went and visited New York, Atlanta, Georgia, um, San Jose and San Francisco, which is in California. And definitely have a few trips planned for the new year. Oh, in New York. How could I forget New York? <laughs> you know, just over the York. border right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So close. Um, so those are the places. Mainly I, I, mainly in Europe. And I think that was definitely because of my you know, first independent travel experience to, to Norway, which allowed me to try out some neighboring countries. And then I've been back since. So. That's awesome. I love how you went back, even though you went there for studies and maybe it might have been stressful, but you're like, you know what? The country itself was beautiful. I want to go back for the experience, not as a student, but as a traveler. Mm -hmm, I agree. And uh, so we talked about where you've been. Now, the cliche, cliche question to ask is, where would you like to go, whether it's for 2020 or in other years from now? Yes. You know what? Two continents that I really want to visit are definitely do more of Africa. So there are, you know, I definitely want to go back to Ethiopia. I'd love to check out uh, Cape Town, um, do bits of like West Africa as well, which I haven't frequented. And then also the continent of South America, I think would be incredible. So um, yeah, I definitely have some places like Peru, Puerto Rico, um, Cape Town, which I mentioned. Um, Yo, you said you spent some time in France. I need to visit. I need to visit <laughs> France. Where were you? Did you, were you in in Paris or were you in, you know, the south of France? Where did you go? Well, I was a little bit more in the north. So I worked at Vimy Ridge as a tour guide. So I was in a place called Nord Pas de Calais, which is a okay. weird way of saying it. it's like north, but not of these place. Um, but I was there for four months. I went. I didn't travel that much because I was saving up money. But I did go to Paris. Um, but I've traveled in a few other countries around the world, but, uh, yeah, France was definitely an interesting experience. It allowed me to learn how the Northern French speak and it's different from how mm. Canadians speak or North African speak or, or Quebecois speaks. Exactly. <laughs> so it's a lot of like, you gotta train your ear. And I would imagine it's the same for when you go to a different country, let's say Norway, and they speak to you in English, if that's not their first language, but it trains your ear to learn how to decode or understand different dialects or accents. Agreed. Agreed. Actually, I found that Norwegians spoke better English than <laughs> we do, but they also learn English alongside uh, Norwegian when, when growing up, like in school. And so, yeah, but I definitely agree when it comes to accents. Oh, I love accents. Love, love, love. It's beautiful. I love how people speak and it's just like, they're, and some people, it's not even their first language, it's their th second, third, fourth, and they're putting so much right. effort to learn a language. So, there's no need to like say, oh, they don't speak well. They're speaking another language. It's not their first one, right? <laughs> Sorry, this sounds like yeah. a PTA, like a PSA, like infomercial. Don't make fun of people like that. No, no, people speak different languages. Yeah, it's, I enjoy it. Like my family, my brother-in-law is Russian. My wife is Korean. Uh, so there's accents all over my family. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. Now for you, uh, when it comes to traveling, I know I do these weird like segues from yeah, yeah, conversation, conversation, question. Um, what is your favorite thing to do while you're traveling? Okay, so this is going to sound weird, but <laughs> what I love to do is take public transit. I love seeing, um, like when I'm in a new city, 
I love using their, you know, bus systems, trains, metros, because it's so different from, you know, the city that that I live in. Like we live in Ottawa and we only recently have what's called a light rail. (laughs) (laughs) Semi-functional. But even then, like it's semi-functional light rail. Yes. Let's not get in trouble for that. (laughs) And to, to go to a lot like larger cities, for example, in New York. I was very intentional about when I was traveling with a group of friends, we took Ubers everywhere just because it was simpler. But, you know, when I was alone, I extended my trip a couple of days so that I could stay alone. I was like, I need to take, you know, the the metro everywhere. I need to and go downtown, go to go up Manhattan. I mean, their, their metro system is incredible. It takes you all across the city. And I think, you know, with technology now, too, you know, there were very few times where I was lost, right? And so my Google Maps was basically my best friend. <laughs> and if I ever came through a roadblock, there were always people that I could approach and talk to and they would help me out. But I think that's the best way to see a city, right? And if there are, if you want to frequent like a specific part of New York, for example, um, you can get from point A to point B so quickly. And it's just a cheaper way to travel too. Yeah, I love I love taking public transit and like chatting with locals and seeing how the city's connected by, you know, whether it's a bus system or a metro. It's kind of like an ant like colony where everything is just connected and you just have to find your way. Uh, did you actually hear that uh, Uber released or started doing a helicopter in New York that you can just take? Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. I did hear about that. Would you be willing to do that? I think it's like two hundred dollars <laughs> to go from one airport to another. I think so. Oh, wow. wow. You know, if I need to travel from like LaGuardia to one of the other airports, (laughs) then I might try. I did hear about this, Alex. That's 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 hilarious. People, this is coming out in March. People are going to be saying, Alex, we know this has been for this has been out for a while. What are you talking about this? Get back to traveling. (laughs) But no, this is part traveling. It's a helicopter. Uh, So you, you actually did the perfect segue to my next question, which was what's your preferred method of travel when visiting, walking, biking, motorcycle, automobile running, but I'm going to twist it instead. What was the most interesting one you took? Ooh, yo, and I'm so ready for that because <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, besides metro and like walk and biking, I, when I was in Sweden, I did, I took a segue and I visited like different areas of, of, of Stockholm. And so I don't know if any of your listeners have been to, to Stockholm, Sweden, but it, it's kind of separated into different districts. And so, you know, that was a place that I went alone. As you will learn in, during the episode, I love to travel by myself and take solo trips. But that was a place where, you know, I searched, I went online and I searched like interesting ways to frequent the city. And I found like different Segway tours that you pay by donation. So I think I paid like what, you know, 50, 50 euros. No, actually this one had a cost to it. So I think it was 50 euros. <laughs> Uh, 50 euros for a two or three hour Segway trip around um, Stockholm. And so that was such a cool way to, to, you know, go around and visit and and meet. Like I made two new Irish friends while I was there too, um, while also getting a chance to do something adrenaline. Like I love adrenaline. And so um, that was a great way to visit the city for sure. Actually, speaking of which, meeting friends. So um, my wife used to live in a hostel. Do you go visit and live in hostels when you travel or hotels? Or do you find uh, if there's some sort of Airbnb? Mm -hmm. Well, it depends. If I'm with friends, then, you know, sometimes like I've tried Airbnb. That's definitely a good way and a less expensive way of traveling. 
Um, if I'm alone, Alex, to be quite honest, especially like as a young woman traveling, I, I do not do hostels if I'm alone. If I'm with a group, groups of friends, yes, for sure. Um, because we have like, I have people that I can confide in like, you know, if anything happens and, you know, you have people that you trust there. But when I'm traveling alone, I strictly go with hotels. And so, you know, yes, it is a more expensive way to travel, especially when you're in places like Europe or bigger cities like New York. Um, but I definitely value my safety more than saving a buck. So, no, when when I'm traveling alone, I definitely go the hotel route. Yeah. And that's completely reasonable and completely understandable. I understand. And do take the right choice. If you want to do hotel, you do hotel. You don't have to prove anything to anybody by saying, yeah, I'm, I'm young. I can do this. If you want to do safe hotel, <laughs> do safe hotel. If you want to hang glide, I, I don't know how that's related, but I mean, for not you, uh, you per se, but anybody listening, do whatever you need to do to make your trip more relaxed more pleasant and more safe. Yes. Agreed. Now, speaking about the trips themselves, is there any type of documentations, whether you take videos or photos or do blogs or anything like that? Mm -hmm. I, I definitely do document my trips. Um, vlogs is I record. I do record a lot of videos that I, for my own personal <laughs> reasons, will keep on my laptop and share with my family. But I don't necessarily post on YouTube. I I'll look into that. I'll look into that for future trips. But for sure, documenting the small moments, I will um, share that with my friends on on Instagram, for example. But it's for the main purpose of showing people what's out there, right? So if I find like I bump into a really cool person, like I'll do a short video with them kind of explaining any projects that they're working on or like, you know, something interesting that happened while we were together. So I, I share mainly with friends and family, the video and the photos, and then I'll do some interesting moments on, on platforms like Instagram or whatever social media platform is of the rage at that time. Yeah. It sounds like you got the perfect balance between both of them saying this one is for the yeah. family. This one's for my, the public. And this is what, this one's just for me kind of thing. I'm sure you have yeah. some stuff for just yourself. Yeah. Cause you know what? Like I have all of those pieces documented and it's such a great re like sometimes you forget like you forget the beautiful small moments of being somewhere but when i look back i'm like wow i i remember that happened and i remember where i was and how i was feeling and so i think documentation is such an a beautiful way to keep track of like how you've grown along the years and and what you've seen so yes i do keep a lot of things to myself yeah now this is a really really stupid question but I don't know, for myself, when I go on trips and I listen to some songs, I get those songs stuck in my head. And when I listen to it again, I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember that trip. Do you have any songs like that? Yeah. You know what? Music, yes. But more than that, smells. So when I go on, and this is not intentional, but you know, when I was in Norway, for example, I got this perfume and every time I smell it, I, it brings me immediately back to, to my time in Bergen. And so, you know, you know, when I noticed that the first time, which is completely unintentional, now when I'm going to some memorable places, I'll definitely get some like new perfume and, and make sure that I'm wearing it there because it immediately brings me back. Music is also very powerful. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up. That's awesome. I love that. I can just walk, see you walking around, let's say in Ottawa with a bag full of like different perfumes. You're like, you know what? Today I want to reminisce about Norway. Ah, <laughs> get rid of this cold, cold weather. Actually, Norway has snow too. Never mind. <laughs> Norway gets pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. 
So uh, for you, you already mentioned where you want to travel next, but what comes into the method of how you choose your new destination? Is it the culture, the people, the food, the music, the anything else in between? Okay. So when we talk, this might, this is not going to, I'm bringing this up for a reason, but you know, when we talk about work-life balance and how some people say that, oh, like, I don't believe that exists. Um, there has been, like, I, I like when people talk about work-life integration. And so for me, when I look at places to travel, I look at the people who are there slash if there are any interesting like business or creative entrepreneurial conferences that are taking place in a city. Right. So that's definitely a huge, you know, piece and determining factor when I look at my ne- next next um, destination to to go to. If there's a conference, are there people that I'm looking to meet in that specific city? And that's how I and, you know, when it's a beautiful place to visit as well, then it's like, OK, like I'm hitting two two birds with one stone type <laughs> thing. So, you know, for me, something intentional that I do when I when I get to a specific place um, is that I set aside time to meet with business people, entrepreneurs, people in tech or creative folks. And I like to to really plan that out by finding people on social media. And so, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn are definitely two places that I am very conscious about the connections that I'm making and, you know, the individuals that I'm following and and seeing how we can kind of work together and collaborate. And so if there's an opportunity where there's a conference um, or something taking place in that city, and I get to combine that with you know, meeting these digital connections and taking that relationship to another level and getting to meet them in person, then I am 100% um, driven to do that. And so that's been a huge determining factor for where I go, go next. And that is why we're, you're here on my podcast. That's how you got here, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a small trip. Did you find me on Instagram? Uh, So I found you on Instagram and also my friend Linda and Nick mentioned yes. you so that's that was a shout oh, out to yeah, them that's right, <laughs> so, that's right. but uh, yeah once i figured out you did a podcast i'm like okay well she's a professional she'll be able to talk to me she'll take over my <laughs> podcast I'll, she'll be asking me questions instead talk about my hobby about no question i'm not <laughs> i ask you questions i'm not asking myself questions <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're doing a fantastic job uh so uh yeah no i completely agree with you it's it's a cool thing i like that connection aspect we're all human and we all have something to offer and I feel like you're the type of person that goes not just at the surface level, but you go underneath as well. Like you try to find out the good things. Like you don't just go, hi, I'm Naomi. Oh, that. Okay. But you try to like dig in like, oh, cool. That's what you're offering. And I just, I really appreciate it. I think we have to, right? Like there's so much, that's how you build genuine relationships with people is you understand what makes them tick and what they're driven by and finding, you know, people that you can introduce them to, for example, so that you can help them get to another level. Like that's what you're, I think that's what relationships are all about, right? Well, hopefully I'm doing my part and my listeners, maybe they'll <laughs> get in contact with you and then you can get to the next level. That's, that's my yeah. objective. <laughs> message me, message me. I will for sure. Uh, so yes, you mentioned this earlier on as well. You like to travel alone and I'm g- sure you travel with company as well. What are some benefits from both sides? Mm-hmm. I think first, like when you're deciding whether you want to do a solo trip or go with friends or with company, um, like understand your purpose for traveling, right? So if I'm there for 
a conference or a business reason, I, I usually go with whoever I'm working with. So for example, with the community building stuff that we've been doing and the educational programming, Sam and I have traveled quite a bit this year in 2019. And so we've been across the U.S. to build our network and expand in our own minds what's possible in terms of what we can build, right? And so that's been great to travel with someone because we get to bounce ideas off of each other and we just make a fantastic team. But I also, and more often, travel alone and I can connect with friends. You know, International Exchange really introduced me to people from all over the world. And so, you know, when you get back home, you know, you realize, oh my gosh, like I, I have friends in California and friends in Australia and, you know, across Europe. And so it's been a great way to, you know, even when you are traveling alone to reach out to people that, you know, to reach out to friends and say, hey, I'm going to be in town. Like, can I, can I crash with you or, or whatever? And so that's been a really beautiful way to see a city in its, in its entirety. Right. And, and really get to know what the locals are doing. And so what I love about traveling alone is that, and if I have a friend in that city, is that we get to take the subway and we get to go to all the best restaurants. And um, I'm not seeing this new place from a tourist perspective. I'm seeing it from, you know, a local who's lived there and knows all the best things to do. And so that's what I love to do um, when it comes to traveling alone. Speaking of which, have you ever had any friends for, that you met from foreign countries come visit you at home, like in Ottawa? Yes. Are you kidding? So <laughs> yeah, we've had, we've had a bunch and, you know, I, I went on exchange with three other individuals from, from Ottawa. And so, yes, when people are in town, I 100% make the time to meet with them and show them around and basically show, I mean, there's not, okay. There's not much in Ottawa, but um, <laughs> we definitely get to, <laughs> we definitely get to, um, Alex, have you been behind the Parliament Building in Ottawa? Oh God, uh, yes, but a long time ago. Okay, you have to go again. It's an incredible view of the whole city, and you can see the water. And so, you know, you get to share these beautiful. Ottawa is a beautiful city. You get to share these moments with people who are coming from everywhere, from South America, from parts of Europe. And so, yes, I definitely do have visitors who come and visit Ottawa. That's awesome. Well, I'll definitely bring people there next time. I have some family who come from South Korea who come visit. Um, another good place to go show people. I don't know if you've ever been, but on the Gatineau side, it's called the King's Trail in Gatineau Park. And it's just like a giant hill or mini mountain, depending on who you ask. But you can just see <laughs> ends on feel like it just goes on forever. You can see fields and fields and fields. And it's just beautiful, especially during the fall time. Wow. Okay. I've made a note about that. I will definitely <laughs> go check it out. Now for you, this is a really tough question. So be on the edge of your seat for this. What has traveling taught you in life? Traveling has taught me so much, but I think the the one thing that really resonates like at, at the second is to trust God and the universe, like to trust in my resourcefulness. Because, you know, when you're traveling, when you're doing anything kind of risky or starting a new project, whatever, you know, oftentimes things didn't go my way, right? So whether that's at the airport or, you know, when I'm frequenting a city and, you know, something happens and you're alone, for example, I can't necessarily call my parents and say, hey, like I need help. I mean, I can do that, but it's not an immediate reaction. Do you know what I mean? And so 
traveling has really taught me to think on my feet and like be be quick and figure shit out and solve problems as they come and and i think you know back to the the first point about trusting god and trusting the universe is that you know the world is so big it's so vast and I think sometimes when we're in our own little bubble, in our own little cities, we oftentimes lose lose track of that, right? Of like how we are like this tiny little peck in this <laughs> in, in in this in this universe. And so it's really given me a lot of perspective to to really act and put things in motion, like put my dreams in motion. And it showed me, you know, that things are always in momentum, like across the world, right? And so when we think, oh, you know, everything is crashing down in Ottawa. I'm like, no, but this, the world is still moving. And so every time I travel, I'm constantly reminded and, and inspired to keep on my rhythm and create, right? Create art, connect with people and, and build products that matter to my community. Damn. Hopefully we get to meet one day and just bounce off like each other's vibes. Cause man, you're such a po- <laughs> positive person. Yes. <laughs> I love yes, it. Yes, let's grab coffee for sure. I'm definitely down for that. Don't drink coffee, but I'm down for the idea of going out for a drink, tea or water. Yes, but <laughs> I have way too much energy. I don't know why. My wife, my wife said like, no, you don't need coffee. You're good. I'm like, okay, I'm good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> now, so this is also a tough question, but has traveling ever stressed you out? Uh, a couple times. I mean, you know, for anyone who has been on a, like, picture this. If you've been on a delayed flight with a very tight connecting one right after, <laughs> I'm not sure where the energy comes to run from one end to the airport terminal to another. But, um, you know, there have definitely been some some times of stress, when it, but it's mainly been, like, logistical and at the airport. I think, like, once you get into the city, you can pretty much maneuver and like figure figure things out but yeah but it's mainly been trying to get to a connecting flight when your original flight is super delayed that's that's what mainly stresses me out i've never been in a situation where um you know my safety has been a concern um as of yet knock on wood yeah knock on wood Um, and so yeah (laughs) so as of now it's mainly airport shenanigans for sure i completely agree with you our most recent trip we went to japan and the flight got canceled, but the luggages were technically already on the plane because of the bad weather. And then we were supposed to go to Toronto and then we didn't know where our luggages were. And the only way we, we were know, to know when the luggage was going to be or when we were going to see the luggage is once we were in Japan. So the moment we landed in Japan a day later, we were like, come on, come on. We we're so happy when we saw our luggage there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because then you have to frequent the city with without your stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah definitely concerning yeah all that money for souvenirs will be spent on clothing for myself to wear (laughs) (laughs) now in general what was what is the biggest challenge for you when it comes to traveling for right now i think you know my biggest challenge was i think when i first started traveling was believing that um it was very it's like traveling is a very expensive quote-unquote hobby that you have to do but as I started to do more digging online around, you know, how people can afford travel, um, it has definitely, definitely reduced that barrier. And so I, I don't really face this challenge anymore. Um, but I'm just a lot more intentional about how I spend my money. And so, you know, originally, I, I, 
had this mis- and I'm kind of leading into your next, <laughs> like one of your, um, you know, coming up, upcoming questions around misconceptions, because I think, you know, sometimes at least for me, a barrier that I had was, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's not within my means. That's not something that I can afford. That's not something that I can do. Um, and so I think, you know, my biggest challenge was getting out of my own way. It was figuring instead of saying, you know, that I can't do this. It's how can I do it? How can I make this possible for me? Um, so it was more of a mental thing, like most instances and most tra- uh, challenges that we all face. It is a mental game. And oftentimes we are the ones that are standing in our own way. So sometimes you just got to dive in like cold water. You just got to dive in and just experience the whole thing. Yeah. And plan, like plan that shit out. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. possible for you. Yeah. Now, yes, you are. You did lead to the next question. And I def- definitely did not write these questions down. What are you talking about? No, these are all <laughs> improvised. No, uh, I did write these down. Um, so what are some big misconceptions about traveling? You know, it was for me. I mean, I had this misconception, too, before I started traveling is that you have to be rich to explore the world. And, you know, for me, that just hasn't been the case. And so, you know, with the plethora of resources that you have out there around, um, you know, on the Internet, if this is something that you really want to do and it's in your heart of hearts, figure out a way to do it. If you want to explore, if you want to travel, if you want to, you know, meet people in different cities and like experience new things, then, you know, prioritize that, prioritize that in your life. So, you know, for me, I don't really like, yes, I like to have nice things and, and you know, technology that makes my life easier, but I've also prioritized experiences over over material shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's allowed me to, you know, have like set in place goals and spending goals for, you know, how I want to spend my my income. And I don't spend it aimlessly, you know, shopping through malls. I, I buy quality items that last me a long time. And I invest in in things that are going to enrich my soul. And so if that's something that's a priority, it doesn't like you don't necessarily need to be rich to to um to enjoy travel and to enjoy um exploring the beautiful world that is available to us and especially today with our cell phones or laptops we can find deals on cheaper flights yes absolutely i mean there's so many and even like with the gig economy starting to take over a lot of industries and make their way into a lot of industries there are so many opportunities to make money to make extra income if you have a full-time job on the side and so um, using the internet. And so whether it's reducing your expenses or finding ways to increase your revenue, there's so many opportunities to make this a reality for you. I have a friend who I actually interviewed him on traveling on my podcast in earlier episode, and he works for Air Canada. And he, that's he actually started wanting to work for them to travel. So he pays like $75 to go from one country to another. Wow. Okay. I need to meet this person. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can definitely get you in contact. He's in Montreal right now, but uh, yeah, he wants to get in contact with people and he's always down to make new friends. That's awesome. That's great. Now for you, is traveling something you want to share with the world or keep it more for yourself as in like a, you had a long day and well, not spontaneous traveling. You know what? A long day. I'm just going to go to Australia. I'm not like that. I mean, just like... <laughs> That, that I would feel like you would need money to just do a spontaneous travel like that. But I mean, uh, just is it something that you want to keep for yourself or share with the world? Yeah. And I think we touched a little bit upon this in the um, 
documenting piece, if I'm understanding your question correctly. Um, but for me, there are so many moments that I love to keep to myself when traveling. And, you know, I think the desire for me, as I said earlier, to share is is not so much to say, you know, hey, this is where I am. It's to really show the beauty of different cultures and different people and different food and that this is all available to you if you put your mind to it. And so for me, there's there's a lot that I don't share, but it's really out there to, you know, what I do share is really out in terms of encouraging other people to explore and get outside their comfort zone. And I think so many times, you know, when you stay in one place for so long, you can get stuck. If you want to go further, oftentimes you need to put yourself in very uncomfortable situations. And so as an individual, I've grown in ways that I can't even imagine because I've I've taken myself out of my city. Do you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. even if it's taking a train to to Toronto and and spending some time there with some friends or spending some time there alone, it rewires your brain and it gets you to see things differently. I mean, even when you're traveling, Alex, like when you were in France, people do things differently there, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Compared to where you are here. And so it gets you to think, oh my gosh, I wonder why they do that. And it's a different, it's just a different perspective. And what I find I'm so refreshed when I come back home because I've, I have I get to see things in a new light. I get to see things with different eyes. And so when it comes to something that you share with the world or something that I, you know, keep to myself, I think with whatever, you know, hobby or thing that you enjoy doing, make sure that you are doing it for yourself at the end of the day, right? And so if you're doing things for the sake of, um, you know, showing other people or whatever, then um, I think that can lead you down to a road of disappointment and a lot of hurt. So, yeah. I don't know if that was too deep. <laughs> no, no, no that, was, that was perfect. I loved it. That, that's the idea. If this podcast, I want people to go deep. But if, if they want, I'm not forcing them to go deep. If they want to go deep and just yeah. talk on about just letting everything out of their heart, this is the platform for that. And it's the same with your podcast. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I do agree with you on that point. I absolutely do. Now for you, um, do you have any influences or inspirations? So let's say either it's your parents, because you talked about your parents coming to Canada. So maybe that's an influence or uh, let's say a celebrity or even a friend or a creature. I don't know. Um, a creature. <laughs> a creature, like a, geese who travel, who migrate. Uh, uh, any type of uh, inspiration. Do you have any? I think, you know, for me, yes, I did mention my parents at the beginning um, because it, it it reminds me of my like i think we all need to be in tune with with our story and our story is a lot a lot longer than the day we were born right and so we are passed down a lot of things ideologies beliefs you know deep seated a lot of deep seated things from our parents and for me i think um one thing that was definitely passed down was this drive to to do more and to do better for myself um and for my and for my community and so my parents are huge inspiration for the stuff that I'm working on and the and the impact that I want to have because they sacrificed everything for for me and my brother to lead quote unquote stable and comfortable life here in Ottawa. And so for me that inspiration goes really deep to a point where I want to continue to pour into other people and to pour into my community and 
to uplift specifically people of color, right? Because I think, you know, when I think about the different influencers that are that are out there and inspirational people like Tyler Perry, for example, and Oprah Winfrey, when you look back on their stories, they come from very humble from very humble beginnings, but they also show me as a black woman what's possible, right? And so, yeah, those are two people that I definitely admire and look up to. No, I I completely understand where you're coming from. Like for myself, my story is complicated because I'm half black, half white, and my wife's Korean, so our kid is gonna be confused. That's that's a, <laughs> that's a that's a given. Our kid's gonna say, "What's our story?" I don't know. Yeah. You pick whatever story you want. That's your story for today. But and yeah, but that's I, so beautiful. Like I can't imagine how that's impacted your life and the way that you make decisions and how you like you know the the what you want to leave in the world. That's incredible. Yeah, like as a kid, yeah, I know it's, it's not all about me in this episode, but, I, but you're probably confused <laughs> oh god, as a kid. <laughs> oh my goodness, to black people I'm white, to white people I'm black, and yes. to my Aww. to myself I'm confused. Uh, to other people I'm either Arabic or Latino, but either way, at this point in my life, I'm like, you know what? I'm whatever you want me to be. But my focus right now is to help people out, and like you, Naomi. And this is why I'm doing this podcast. So everybody has a voice, black, white, Asian, no matter what, everybody has a chance to be on here and share their passion. Man, that was that was cheesy what I just said. <laughs> yeah. No, but it came from your heart, Alex. And you know what? That's why I think, you know, that's why I think, you know, for both of us, and I don't want to speak for you in any way. By but- all means, speak for me. <laughs> But, you know, I think that's something that we share in common um, is is that we're leveraging the technology and the platforms that are out there to elevate other people's voices. And for so long, you know, the voices of underrepresented people haven't been, you know, we haven't been given the light of day. And so right now we have the Internet like there is no middleman. Like I can go on and create a podcast. You can, you know we can send each other messages and say, Hey, let's schedule this time. Like how crazy is that? And we get to reach people that we probably wouldn't have been able to reach, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And so thank you for creating this platform. It's incredible. Thank you. No, you shouldn't be thanking me. I should be thanking you and all my other guests because without them and you, this is nothing. This is just me ranting, talking about nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, for you, uh, back to the traveling aspect, do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? So one big piece of advice you, you would give them, bring a lot of money or bring some extra socks or don't forget a toothbrush. Okay, yeah, don't forget a <laughs> toothbrush, but if you do, you can just buy one wherever you are. Um, I would say choose a a culture or city that you're really fascinated by. You know, whether it's something that you read in a book or watched in a movie, if there's a place that really resonates with you, learn everything you can about it and then book that freaking flight find a place to stay whether it's with a friend or you know at a hotel an airbnb a hostel and explore like if that's exploring with a with with somebody that you are going with you know from your city or if that's exploring alone put yourself in different situations you won't regret it i'm telling you you will not regret it you have more to gain than to lose yeah and you know what You know, one thing that, you know, I was in a situation in October 2018, so it was last year, where I was planning a trip with a friend and something happened last minute. And at that point, we didn't book any of our flights, but we were like, okay, on this date, we're going to organize our our trip and we're going to go to a, a few countries in Europe. 
And last minute, um, a work function came up for my friend and she canceled. And, um, you know, I was sitting down with someone and I was saying, you know, like, I don't really feel comfortable going alone. Like it's, I'm not going with school. Like it's going to be a complete solo trip. And, um, someone said to me, you were never going to regret traveling. You're never going to regret being in a new country, getting the opportunity to learn something new. So just book it. And I booked it for the, like two weeks later, like I was leaving in two (laughs) weeks. So I booked it. And um, I went for about three weeks to three different places in Europe and it literally changed my life. That was, that's, you know, when you're alone, you get to reflect, you get to learn about yourself. So I promise you, you will not regret traveling. And you get to do things that you enjoy. You don't need to worry about pleasing anybody else you're with. If you want to go for a long walk, go for a long walk. If you want to go walk on seven mountains, do the seven mountains in Norway. Yes, <laughs> in Norway, exactly. Did, did you do all seven mountains? No, I didn't. I didn't have enough time to do all seven <laughs> mountains. I think we did three. We did three and they were the very basic ones. I got lost <laughs> I, on our way down from one. Um, and this is the beauty of how life works. We We went as a group, but on our way down, somehow I got just disconnected from the group and I didn't have a cell phone um, and I had no idea where the school was and I had to figure out how to get home. Your survival, your survival instincts just kicked in. Yo, it's, it's wild, <laughs> Alex. I don't know how I'm here because, you know, I ended up at someone's home <laughs> and <laughs> they lived, they lived really close to the, the end of the, like one of the trails going up to the mountain and they were, it was like a gated home, but they were uh, somehow at that second, they were driving up through their driveway in their car and they were heading home. And I went in front of the car and I was like, Hey, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I am lost. I am studying at, you know, NHH. And I literally, I don't have my cell phone. Like I don't know how to get home. And it was a couple and they said, get in the car. Like we'll drive you. And I'm like, oh no, no. Like I just need the directions. It's okay. And then the husband, kind enough. He probably thought that I wasn't comfortable with him being there, but it's like, you know what? Like my my wife will drive you home. I'm going to, I'm just going to got out of the car. And I, I got in her car and she drove me to the school and I find out that she's actually from Montreal and oh, moved wow. there a couple years ago. But the world is very small. And um, I don't know. You'll figure it out. Whatever happens, you'll figure it out. I love those small gestures of kindness. And I love how the yes. guy's like, you know what? Yes. She probably doesn't feel safe. I'll let my wife do it. That's that's cool. I like that. It's kind, yeah. And now, you kind of touched this before, but I'm going to ask it in a way and see if you have anything else to add to it. How have you used your projects and opportunities to make traveling more wholesome as a whole? For me, it comes down to that, you know, work-life integration thing that I mentioned earlier. And I think whether you're working on a business, um, if there's an opportunity to get out of my city and connect with people who are in New York, for example, or Atlanta, and really elevate and take, you know, this business to another level, the one that I'm working on with with my incredible friend, Sam, then we're going to take that opportunity. Do you know what I mean? And so for us, finding people who are outside of our little ecosystem to learn from, to grow with, to collaborate, um, to collaborate with as well has been out of this world. 
Um, and so I think, you know, for us, be be intentional about the, the plane trips that you take or the visits that you have for new cities. And if you're going there on vacation, find a way to like book in a few calls or book in like a coffee date um, with someone that you really admire who lives in that city and see if they're willing to take some time to meet with you. Um, so I think think of your life. I, I think of my life holistically. And um, I definitely try to find ways to make the most out of my trips using my my business, my podcast, whatever, um, to make those connections with people in different cities. That's awesome. I love how you go in with the determination, the goal, and life is so short. Why not take the chance? I like that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. I'm going to ask it again. Do you have any social media links or websites or projects you're working on that you would love to share with the audience? Yes. So NaomiHila.com would be essentially where the home is for all of the work in terms of, you know, booking me to speak at any upcoming events that you have um, and to learn more about the podcast and the community that we're building as well. Um, Sam and I are in the midst of rebranding and, um, you know, incorporating this new business, which is won't be called Find Your Tribe anymore. Um, it's going to be called it's going to be called Inclusively um, because we really see um, avenues to work on the corporate side with companies to help them make their organizations more inclusive for diverse diverse talent, whether that's, you know, recruiting people, retaining them and advancing them within the organization. And so, um, yes, you can find me there. And then also um, on Instagram is where I'm most active. Instagram is N-A-O-M-I-A-H-A-I-L-E. And then LinkedIn. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, fam. I'd love that. Okay. In that case, I'll connect with you on LinkedIn. I don't really use it, but you know what? Since you said it and you're such a great person, I'll start using it more and I'll connect with you. I know it's an old picture. I don't have my beard in there. I'm just like a completely bald guy. Anyway, it's not about my weird <laughs> shaped head. It's about Naomi. So I'll put all that information in the description below so you guys can go Thank check you. it out and follow, connect, and just build on that community aspect. I agree. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. So for the last question, it's a question that, oh, you know what? This one, I think I'm pretty confident, but uh, I'll ask it. Uh, do you have any questions for me about traveling? Alex, I'm super curious about what your misconceptions were about people who travel. Like, did anything change during our conversation? I'm very curious about that. Not so much. So I've traveled to, like, I lived in France. I traveled to South Korea, Japan, and a bunch of countries in the Caribbean because most of my family's half my family's from Barbados and Trinidad. So I have okay. family there. And I've been to the States and Amsterdam as well. Sorry, I'm just I'm like slowly figuring out where I went. Uh, misconceptions, not so much. Like I've, I live in a family full of immigrants. So having different cultures around has always been a thing. And yes. uh, the only misconception I have is, I guess, for people who don't travel, which sounds weird. And I don't mean this in any harm or any way. Like I do encourage everybody to travel, even if it's just through your neighboring country, just the idea to experience. Because I feel some people who don't travel don't get to be more open about the world around them. And mm. I'm not blaming you. Sometimes it's your means or you can't do it. And that's fair. I can't I can't blame you. I can't say, oh, you need to travel. I'm saying if you have the opportunity, take a chance and you'll definitely learn something new because even your neighbors next door, this is a really bad like analogy, but even your neighbors next door have different ways of living and you can learn from it. I agree. I agree. What's your next trip? Ooh, uh, next trip. My so 
I wouldn't mind going back to Japan because I went there, but next trip, maybe, maybe Denmark to visit some, a friend because I have a friend who lives there, but also I would yeah. like to go Peru as well. Because I want to go. Oh yeah! <laughs> so we'll we'll go together. You, me, <laughs> we'll my go wife. Together. <laughs> yes. So we we won't need to travel alone. And if you want to break off from us to just go do your thing, by yes. all means, go do your thing. So yeah, like my wife, she. We can just make this a group trip, Alex. Like if you like traveling, your wife likes traveling. I have so many friends who love to travel, and so we can make some sort of like. <laughs> anyone listening, please message us, and we'll make this. <laughs> <laughs> my wife would listen to this. She's like, yes, she, my, my wife loves traveling. She actually came to Canada by herself, not knowing anybody and not, not to meet me, but we just ended up meeting and we've been together yeah. for six years. But yeah, she's like a fanatic traveler as well. So I feel like you two would get along. And then I feel like yeah. you two would just ditch me and let me just walk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Alex, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go get lost somewhere. <laughs> funny. That's funny. So uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Naomi, for coming on and just sharing your wisdom your knowledge and listening to me rant a lot and being silly and i just really appreciate you just sharing everything that was on your mind and in your heart thank you alex i really appreciated this opportunity and i look forward to connecting with you in person in the future so if you guys want to learn more about naomi you can go check her out in the links that i'll put in the description below she has she has some projects she's working on and she's a very friendly person and she's always down to meet up and make new connections and meet wonderful people and if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share with them. Because who knows, maybe they're going through a hard time and traveling could be a solution. Like, like I said before, if you just travel a little bit, you might learn something new and it might even just make you reevaluate different things, try new things and meet amazing people. Maybe even meet Naomi in a different country like uh, Peru. <laughs> <laughs> so uh until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care <laughs>